I mean, I definitely could go to a dentist. I haven't really had time yet, but I will. If you have dental insurance and you don't go to the dentist, you just yeah, it's like throwing away money. You're ridiculous. Uh, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, you heard me. I did not. See ya. Okay. All right. Hello and welcome to Ruse Day Tuesday podcast episode 425. I'm Sam Ginsberg and here is the itsy bitsy spider of podcasting, Tyler Drablade. I don't. The dude is always going up spouts. Well, I mean that's that's kind of true. I've shimmied up my fair share of spouts in in my day. You tried to climb up that steam pipe and you were like, no good, it's full of steam. That's true. Absolutely what happened. One time I did try to shimmy up, uh, uh, I think it was like a light post or something, and I wanged my head off of a, 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 like a projecting grate, and I was unable to complete my scampering up that pipe. But, you know, these are the things that happen. Three Stacks, you can identify with this, right? You're like, you're nodding your head. You're like, absolutely. I don't think I've ever tried to climb anything that's, like, cooler than maybe a tree, and I've never really successfully climbed a tree. Didn't you do rock climbing? Oh, yeah. But only inside, and I feel like inside doesn't count. Where it's like, these rocks are made for your hands. This is just fancy ladder climbing. Well, I think each one of us has confused the other two sufficiently in the first 30 seconds of this podcast, so... Uh, let's let's continue. We're going to be talking about um, uh, what are we talking about? Just a bunch of wacky beers and uh, well, two wacky beers and then somebody saying some wacky stuff. And we're, we're talking about it with the Ginsbergs. You can already tell. You already know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's no way Space Press makes it to the end of this recording. So one of us is going to have to vanish for. Eight to ten minutes. To oh, I thought I thought you were challenging me to like get through this episode real quick. Oh, <clears throat> for that that worked. That worked too. All right. that worked, you know, whatever solution. Lady Ginsburg, what are you drinking? Am I Lady Ginsburg now? That feels yucky in a way I can't put my finger on. Good, uh, I've done my job. I'm drinking uh, an Untitled Art beer. I feel like all of the beers that the Ginsburgs have had recently have been Untitled Art beers, um, but they're so good and so interesting. Uh, I have their peanut butter jelly Imperial Stout, which is an Imperial Stout with strawberry, raspberry, black currant, cacao nibs, and milk sugar. Um, it's 11% ABV. I'm bad at opening cans. Because you, you do it the wrong way. What are you doing over there, you psycho? You do it wrong. The can's so sweaty. I did well. I never have trouble opening my cans, so I'm going to disagree with your thesis there. It's like if you were opening a can hanging upside down, and you were like, "Why is it so hard to not spill everywhere?" Does this beer look thick to you? This beer yeah, looks that thick. That beer looks thick. And you poured it like straight up and down almost. And, and there is has no head, it. and like it, yeah. there's some weird bubbles on the top. I don't know what those I are. I think those might be floaties. It looks like a root beer. shiny in a way that is a little off-putting. Mm. Maybe it's black currant pulp. Is it Garmin Bosia? I don't know what that what he said. I don't know. Um, it smells very fruity. It smells a little roasty, as one would probably expect. Whoa. Um... It hits very much just like a an imperial stout at the front, and then you get a big kick of fruit flavor. So we'll see how shot my taste buds are by the end, but it seems to deliver on its promise. It seems like a jelly imperial stout. I guess <laughs> peanut butter is always always like hard to find in yeah. stouts, and it's it's kind of the aftertaste. So like it tastes like I might have eaten peanut butter once in my life. Fuck, that is good. It is good. It's <laughs> just, oh, man. It's a lot. 
Definitely a lot more jelly than peanut butter, but man, that is very tasty. Nice. Well, uh, I am drinking Flying Dogs The Fear, which might sound familiar because it's what Becca had last week. Mm. Uh, I've I've had a frustrating week, you guys, uh, part of which was forgetting that we were recording tonight. So luckily, she still had one of these left over. Um, for those of you who don't tune into every episode for some reason, this is an Imperial Pumpkin Ale, uh, 9% ABV. Uh, it's quite dark, uh, like a really, really, really dark reddish brown, um, very lacy head, uh, fairly evenly sized bubbles. Smells pumpkin-y. And uh, sorry, before you go too much further in here, um, how have you prepared your glass? <laughs> uh, I have not rubbed it in anything but the sweet, sweet air that God intended it to be rubbed with. Your sex looks so confused. Somebody didn't listen because I watched the episode like 12 hours ago. I, know, yeah. I listened to a lot of it while you were editing, but you didn't wait for me to be in the room. That's true. Got him. Um, I gotta take another sip because I fucking forgot what it tasted like already. That's good foley. Um, this beer's real sticky. It's it's a little it's a little uh viscousy. Um, it tastes pumpkiny. Maybe a little more like the spice comes through more than the pumpkin. I would definitely say that. Like I get more like clove and super common. Yes, I, it is. Um, and I think it's happening again. I definitely get more like clove and maybe a little bit of cinnamon than pumpkin. But the pumpkin is there. Um, there's maybe a slight alcohol aftertaste. Um, but it's, you know, it's fine. And this it does claim to be an imperial. So I'm never like super bothered when something that's like, hey, we've got booze in here. Tastes a little bit like it's got booze in there. If it's yeah. you know if it's overwhelming, then it gets to another level. But I'm I'm fine with the way it is. Uh, Sam, what are you drinking? Uh, well, three sacks is here, so I have yet another Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. This one is the uh, Stout aged in 2019 Old Forester Birthday Bourbon Barrels. <laughs> so a lot of these have been like we put tea in this, ain't that weird? And this one I think is. The, the featured element is the aging barrel. Yeah. And I think that I don't have a sufficient palate to care. Like, care that it's barrel aged? Sure. But yeah, I can barely tell good whiskey from bad whiskey when it's the whiskey. Yeah, yeah. And now you're trying to get, like, the trace notes from the aging barrel, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> smells really boozy. And, um, no, that's just more booze. <laughs> oh, three stacks must fucking love this. Uh, it is boozy and astringent. It tastes oh. like whiskey. Yikes. Yeah, it, it, tastes, it tastes like watered down whiskey. No. Is there any beer quality to it other yeah, than, like, the carbonation? There's, a, there's like a sticky malt element to it, but um, that is that is not the featured flavor. All right. Okay. Well, speaking about flavor not being the big feature, let's go to our first article from eatthis.com. <laughs> Man, this website should be a lot better than it is with that name. <laughs> you know? But, it should just be a picture of Goatsy. Oh. Ugh, man. Goatsy was, I, I've probably said it on the podcast before, but Goatsy was the first thing I saw on the internet that maybe, like, had to take a break. Like, I had, like, I was just on some random fucking forum and somebody had posted the Goatsy and I was, like, scrolling, scrolling and hit it. And I just had to, like, log off the computer and, like, go sit outside for a while. Yeah, go read a book in a tree. Right. Yeah. It was really, really something. Um, but from eatthis.com, America's biggest brewery just announced the world's first zero carb beer. So, so I go with this immediately. Okay. That I think that I struggle to accept that definitionally it's still beer. 
Oh, all right. I don't know. Because, don't don't because malts are made of carb. Right. So if you didn't put any malts in it, then I'm not sure it's beer. I mean, well, I'm pretty sure alcohol is also a carb. So so yeah. Wait, what the fuck? I think probably they are brewing it and then taking the carbohydrates out. I have out. to imagine. Yes. Science is crazy. They were so busy trying to figure out if they could, they didn't consider if they should. Yeah. It this um is not a very good article. I should say that it doesn't give a whole lot of scientific detail. It just says that um Anheuser Busch has announced Bud Light Next which is an even lighter version of Bud Light. Uh, it is going to be 4% ABV, and um, they're claiming it is zero carbs. Uh, Back to the definitional element. Is is alcohol a carb? Because if it is, then one of those two facets is untrue. Uh, is alcohol a carb? Tell me, Google. Uh... Pure alcohol, all contain no carbs. Oh wow! Well, now I feel a fool. I mean, they're they're caloric, but I guess they're not carbohydrates. I guess you ferment out. That's the the little yeasties eat the sugars. Yeah. I I have literally no idea. I'm gonna be honest with everybody. Couldn't tell you what's going on. But my guess is, like Three Stack said, they like brew this and then they remove anything that might have left carbs in the beverage. Um, again, no detail on how that's possible. Uh, they called this project impossible, and they they say they've climbed that mountain. I think they just gave themselves a cool name so they could say they beat the cool name thing. Yeah. Um, it's also gonna have 80 calories. Tomorrow is Operation No Diarrhea. <laughs> mission accomplished. Oh, you've done it. <laughs> I've accomplished that mission 16 days in a row so far. There's no need to brag. <laughs> um, that, that was funny. That one threw me off. Yeah, so it's going to have uh, 80 calories, 20% uh, fewer than the same size serving of Bud Light. Whee! I think 80 calories is what um, that ranch water I had a couple episodes ago is. And that sucked. Isn't yeah. that also still not even the lowest calorie beer? Like, are people... MGD 64. The 64 means 64 calories. That's what I thought. But it's I packed with carbs. Sound... I didn't want to sound stupid. I just... Are people, like, so convinced that carbs are the enemy that they're, like, the extra 16 calories... Is worth it for no carbs. I guess. To- I don't know. I I often feel very removed from the public, and like things like this really bring it to light. Like I don't give a fuck about carb. You know, like for some people it matters. Like if you have like celiacs or whatever, like that shit matters. But I'm never like, oh man, gotta avoid carbs to look good for bathing suit season. You know. But like, eighty percent of the population thinks that way. I don't. I don't know about that figure. I'm depressed, Sam. Why am I? Why do I have to save the show? Because we said the last two things. Now it's your turn. Okay. That's the um, way it goes. It's the rule of threes. I mean, this this seems silly, and I don't understand. I I guess I understand that like zero carb is a huge marketing thing. Mm. It yeah. just seems silly, and it seems like it's not <sighs> worth the. If your low carb diet is so aggressive that you can still drink beer, but you can't have beer with carbs in it, what are you doing? And also, like, <clears throat> please drink a lot of water and get your kidneys checked regularly. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Yeah, I don't know. It's like when you see like no gluten on like uh like I don't know. Like a piece of chicken. It's like obviously there's no gluten in there, but it's just like a marketing thing. So I guess being like no carbs is just like a marketing thing. It makes me feel like if they were smarter, they would say uh, no uranium. <laughs> it could be like, wait, 
Other competitors got uranium? <laughs> right. This, the beer that won't poison and kill you. This beer has 0% COVID vaccine, and this other beer has 0% ivermectin. Our bases are covered. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I won't be drinking this, obviously. Um, the only, like... I don't know, calorie-conscious beer or whatever that I like is uh, Slightly Mighty by Dogfish Head. I actually think that tastes pretty good. Um, but you I'm a big probably... fan of Dogfish Head? What's that? You a big fan of Dogfish Head? Oh, I, well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, let me... them and everything they do inside? Oh, absolutely, and there's not anything like an article we're going to do later in this podcast that would ever change my mind. No, I, I mean, Dogfish Head, you know, is fine, I guess. I think I've said on the show that I think they do too much whack publicity stuff and not enough, like, real beer making. But that's not the problem we're going to be talking about later. That's a great point, Space Press. We will want your opinion on that. If you're not in bed. She got real big eyes. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys ever pick out – do you have, like, a a low – whatever a diet beer that you ever pick out or you just like hell no um honestly like swill beer is so much lower in calories than most like yeah for sure that if i'm like i'm gonna have a diet beer it's past (laughs) yeah okay all right yeah i mean i i feel kind of similarly like since having a child and breastfeeding i tried Many, many types of non-alcoholic beer, which, like, because they don't have alcohol, are just naturally lower calorie. Gross. And some of them are good. Some of them I are good. It. You won't The Athletic Brewing me. Orange one. I don't remember what it's called. It's their hazy pale ale. It's very good. The orange can. Get the one in the orange can. I won't, I won't be getting it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it tastes like it could be beer. it's a ringing endorsement (laughs) when you've tried as many non-alcoholic beers as the ginsburg clan has tried no i'm sure that's true i just don't want to ever get to that point is what i'm saying i mean i guess that's fair i don't know Uh, hey you live your life i'm gonna live my trash life over here drunk eating bread out of a gutter speaking of your trash life you you made reference to uh Oh boy, what a week! Do you what want a to week, what a week that? indeed. It's just, it's just work. You know, I've complained about like the friends group, and they're just fucking giving me the business for like probably the last four years, to be honest. But I like, I've just, uh, hmm, I don't even know where to start. So I, uh, they were having this like big run for like. It's called Tunnel to Tower, and it, it honors, like, this guy who died in 9-11, and it's, like, the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and just, uh, all that stuff. And so they're, like, want to do it through the historic area, and that's fine, and I wasn't really going to have anything to do with it. And then they asked me to, like, fire off it's, – it's a race. Um, mm-hmm. And they asked me to, like, fire off the gun to, like, start off the race. And, like, a fucking – world's game. biggest starting pistol? Yeah, and, like – I. I really shouldn't have agreed to do it because it has no interpretive value. But I'm like, sure, you know, I'll do a nice thing for them so that maybe they'll fucking help me with anything ever. Um, which is a fool's game, I now realize. Because they think that they're entitled to whatever they want. Right. They don't, they don't see it as a quid pro quo. They see it as their underling doing as he's told. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, which, I, I mean, I now get. So, like, I... I uh, I have to come in, like, on my day off to, like, do this thing, and they tell me to be there for, like, 8 and fire it off at 8.15. I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll make the round the night before, and I'll just come down and do it and leave. And, like, you know, I have to make a bomb, basically, to, like, set this thing off. You know, it, like, it's stressful. So I, you know, make the round, and I leave, and I wake up early on my day off, and I come in, and I get there at 8.15, or at eight, you know, I get ready and they're like, oh, no, the race doesn't start for another hour. So I'm like now wasting my time. And they have some because it's for like first responders or whatever. They have a fire truck that pulls up inside the firing range. And I'm like, well, I'm not you know, what do you want me to do? You want me to blow all the windows out of this thing and like kill somebody? You know, and they're like, oh, well, you know, this is where it's going to be. And all just all this shit. And, 
you know, for, for what? Like, I'm not going to get any fucking thing out of this. It's just aggravating and stressful and just a bunch of nonsense for, for something that's not going to help me at all. Can I ask a follow-up question that isn't relevant to your uh, theory? Yeah. Uh, so you said that um, the round is basically a bomb, which makes yeah. sense because it's artillery fire. Um <clears throat> Reminding everyone, of course, that this is a joke show for yuck-em-ups. Uh-huh. Um, could you fucking put that somewhere and fuck some shit up? Oh, very easily. Okay. If you put a surfboard on top of it, and then me on top of that, how <laughs> high could you make me surf? I would make some pieces of you go very high. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, it is, it is weird because, you know, I think about that sometimes, like, and I think I mentioned it maybe a couple weeks back when I had to make a round, but it's like, yeah, you know, I'm coming into work today to like put a bomb together. Like that's, like, that's my job. Got to make sure I don't blow anybody up. Just Since you made it the night before, how much trouble would you have been in if you showed up and it just was gone? I would get fired. Absolutely. No question. <laughs> would there be, um... Legal recourse, do you think? There certainly could be. I think the park would probably not do anything, like, not press charges because they wouldn't want anybody to know. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. But, like, for sure, that would that would be, like, criminal negligence. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I mean, we have – we use one of the old ammunition igloos as our, like, ammo storage area. I guess that's, that's convenient. Someone already built it for that purpose. Right. Right, so it's like locked up to hell. So somebody would have to do a lot to get in there, um, but I would be in big trouble. It's not like I like locked it up in my office. You know, I didn't like put it in my desk drawer or anything. It's right. in it's in like a fucking ten foot thick bunker. Man, I I think I've impressed upon this to you before, but you have to stay at this job so you can get promoted enough times to disband the friends group. I know. It's craziness. And it's really then craziness. quit immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. And just like, I, I don't know. That's that's only one of the things that, like, I did a bunch of other shit for them, like, this week, too. Uh, none of it is as impressive as, you know, setting off a gun, so I didn't feel like bringing it up. But they're just uh, they're fucking irritating me. Ugh. Ugh. That's all I got to say. Nothing constructive. Yeah. And it's like, you know, benefit for first responders. I have nothing against EMS or firefighters, but you know how I feel about fucking cops. I'm here like volunteering two hours of my time on my day off for fucking cops. God damn. Salt in the wound. Exactly. Thank you. At least I get some sympathy over here. It, I completely agree with you. I know. I know. We should go to our next article. That's a good point. Um, so, uh, after, after a week like mine, you need to drink something strong, am I right? So let's go to our next article from CNN.com. What was the ABV on your little baby beer again? <laughs> yeah, 9%. <laughs> so, uh, the only one not in double digits today. Double digits. Well, Sam Adams' new beer is so strong, it's illegal in 15 states. Sam Adams has uh, a new round of their limited edition Utopia beers. Uh, they release a new version of this every two years. Um, this is the 12th time they're doing it. It'll come out in October. Uh, but it's banned in a whole bunch of uh, different states because it's 28% ABV. I know. That's craziness, isn't it? And uh, in those uh, states, you're not allowed to sell beer that that's, that's that strong. If it was liquor, sure, yes. But it's not liquor, it's beer, and it's too strong, so you can't be selling it. I have an idea for a beer that would get so much press and be able to, like, kind of pull the same move, the same, like, check out my big swinging dick move. Yeah. Yeah, you like this? Yeah, I told her about this one before. She's Nice, nice. Hyping it up. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to make a beer that, like is in all of these articles as you can't this beer is illegal in all states because <laughs> it's too hardcore and it's because there's just barbed wire in the box 
can you believe they're banning this cocaine beer? Has cancel culture gone too far? <laughs> this is a, it's a beer, but you can only get it inside of a Kinder Surprise egg. <laughs> yeah, that was the best joke. Absolutely. Should I go put her down, you think? Maybe. She's eating Evie. That's fine. If I recall, that is not how you get Eevee to evolve. There's so many evolutions now, I can't keep them all straight. Correct. Sylveon? Is that how you get Sylveon? <laughs> Take a little nibble. Alright, um... I'll, uh, I'll be back in a few minutes, and hopefully this baby will be asleep at that time. Good luck! But you guys keep making the show also. Oh, dicks. Don't tell me what to do. You can tell me what to do. I don't care. I have no willpower yeah, left. Yeah, loves you. <laughs> um, where were we? Yeah, so this beer, it's, uh, it's 20% ABV, which I guess is like the big deal. Also, the fact that it's like limited edition and released every two years. It's uh, the the MSRP is two hundred and forty dollars for a twenty five point four ounce bottle, which seems excessive. Yeah, I I feel like this is not the first time that Bruce Day Tuesday has talked about this beer. I feel like probably two years ago there was also an article about it. Um, Damn, they got us again. I just, I feel like this must just be a big deal because of the scarcity. Yeah, for sure. There's no way it's good. Like, I I saw a couple of articles about it uh, to the point where when I Googled beer news to send articles for the show, uh, the entire first page wow. was just like, Google was like, hey, do you want to know about this Sam Adams stupid beer? <laughs> and then I had to go to page two of the search before it was like, here's other stuff that's happening. <laughs> thing you searched. Yeah, this is uh, it's So it's also finished with 2,000 pounds of cherries. So I imagine it just tastes like cough medicine. I just, 2,000 pounds is such a useless metric in this right like, how much beer how did much, they make how much liquid was this yeah two thousand pounds of cherry <sighs> also did you take the pits out because i feel like a cherry is like 60 percent pit you're not a cherry fan huh cherries are fine they're just a lot of work all right all right um the other weird thing that's just tacked on to the end of this article is I'm just going to read the paragraph because it's fucking weird. I don't know why it's here. So, quote, Samuel Adams was the official beer of inspiration for the first fully civilian tourism mission to space that returned from orbit Saturday. The mission served as a fundraiser for Children's Cancer Hospital St. Jude's and a Utopia bottle signed by Coke and Inspiration4 crew members will be up for bid at the hospital's upcoming charity auction. Like, I guess it's tangentially related because he signed a bottle. But like, what? 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 I mean, what does it like, have to do with anything? I feel like that's just, they want to be like, we made this fancy beer, and you're going to see a bunch of articles about it, but also remember the weird space thing we did. <laughs> I, uh, I have feelings about the space. That, how do you feel about the space thing? I mean, I think that space tourism is problematic at best. Yeah. In general. Uh-huh. I just... Oh, man, I guess I was going to say I remember, but I don't because it was like 40 years before my birth. Um, but just remember when, like, going to space was about, like, pushing the boundaries of humankind's knowledge and not, like, collecting $13 million for Richard Branson? Yeah. I just, I... And we're all just like, oh, yeah, don't worry. I mean, we don't need NASA because we'll just fucking throw them up on these giant goddamn penis ships that Jeff Bezos is building. So let's not worry about it and not worry about anything. Yeah, that's always a great plan. Cool. I can't wait to live on Amazon Colony Prime, where I'm forced to mine Hydrogen 3 from moon rocks. I just don't understand the appeal of, like, going to the moon. 
Like, oh, I well, I... From like a scientific perspective, I can understand yeah. how we would be like, I wonder what that thing is. Uh-huh. But like, we figured it out. We know yeah. what that thing is. Yeah. So like, we don't have to go back. Now if you want to go back, it's just like how people want to go to Cancun. Oh, well, no, we have to go to the moon so that we can go to Mars. The moon is the stepping stone to Mars. That's why I care about the moon. And I now, mean, I feel similarly about Mars with vis-a-vis the, the, the Cancun analogy. I don't no, want to go to Cancun either, to be clear. <laughs> and you want no one to be able to go to Cancun. You want Cancun to be closed. I think there are benefits to doing so. <laughs> I uh, So I used to be really like, we need to get into space because on like a long enough time, you know, timeline, that's the only way the human race survives is by like moving out into the galaxy because the Earth, you know, the sun will explode and there goes the solar system. We got to be out of here. So space is really important. And now I'm like, we should probably die. Mm. There's, there's no way we're going to get far enough away from the sun that we won't be killed in the heat death of the universe. Oh, I'm not talking about the heat death of the universe, but that's like way after the sun goes supernova. We're, we're, I mean, this is different. We're talking about different layers of deep time here. I guess this, my understanding of when the sun explodes is like it's going to engulf, you know, all of our solar system and also a lot of the other nearby stuff. So, like, oh, so we got to get moving. We got to hop a few systems. Over. Yeah, we got to get going. We've got to get going. But I don't again, I don't know why I'm arguing that now, because I uh, like uh, I just don't care anymore. What does that ghost think? I don't even know. I saw that movie Tenet. That was the dumbest take on humans surviving the apocalypse. You guys see that movie? Uh, no, I heard that it was poorly mixed. In movies that are poorly mixed. That's true. Extreme. It was poorly mixed. But yeah, in the future, we're going to survive the apocalypse by living backwards. That makes sense. Mm. Don't worry about it. Mm. Okay. You came back to the podcast at a good point. We're talking about a lot of fun and exciting and humorous things, Sam. The huge death of the universe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it was just, uh, I guess Samuel Adams was the official beer of the, the civilian tourist mission up up in space. So they what tacked that on. The first three inspirations. I have an inspiration not through three. I imagine that they were uncrewed. You're probably correct. Yeah. I just feel like you pick a new name for the first the first man. You don't be like, oh, we failed the first three times. I understand it's not a failure if you're just doing, like, test unmanned shuttles. Yeah, but it's like, like how the, the, first, um, the first trip that went to the moon, like, they wouldn't. It would be <laughs> a crazy. Oh, 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 man. I like you that go? one. I can go. Uh, I just, I feel like. If if you're trying to convince the everyman to get on to a rocket that you're shooting into space. I don't space, think they are. I don't think they are, though. I don't think the they want man, the everyman. Every billionaire. Right, exactly. Yeah. Are billionaires less risk-averse than the average person? I think they're more likely to have extreme personalities. Yeah. Yeah. And also, when you've already tried everything else, why not rocket to the edge of the Earth? You know, like, how many times can you have sex with a tiger on cocaine before you just, like, get me into the ionosphere? Whatever the limit is, I haven't reached it. From the mounds of babes. <laughs> I'd be really surprising if that's something your child said. Yeah. Then that'd be a problem. Yeah. So other than putting your spawn to sleep, what have you been up to? Well, so the aforementioned spawn got both three sex and I sick. So we haven't been up to much this week because we're doing a lot of like being curled up in a ball, wondering how many farts is enough farts that I'll die and that sort of thing. Uh huh. Did you reach the limit? Are you dead? I don't think so. Oh, but, okay. All uh, right. Bruce Willis didn't think so either. And look at that triple fuck. Uh, <laughs> so I made, Hmm. Let me rephrase. Do you want to play a game? Sure. Uh, three seconds. I'm gonna need you to not look at the computer because I have because the game is on the computer. It's in um, the computer. Yes, but it has the answers and whatnot. 
So um, this is a game that I invented called Beers Through the Years. Uh, and it's through the use of this show, Ooh. and it's beers that I know you're at least somewhat familiar with because these are beers you've had on the show. Uh-oh. Basically, I went through the spreadsheet and picked some beers that each of you have already had. Uh, I'm going to say the name of the beer without the brewery or it, it, the style, if the style is in the name of the beer. And you are going to tell me... Uh, or attempt to tell me the brewery, the style, the ABV. Yeah, right. And the rating. The last two, if you're within one whole number, then uh, then you'll get credit. I'll be uh, impressed if I get one of any of those categories right. Well, it's interesting you say that because if you get if you go O for four for the beer, your opponent has a chance to steal. Ooh. Oh no. Um. <laughs> So I I picked these. I was gonna make them all fr- from the same episodes, from uh-huh. episodes you guys were on together. But I didn't realize. I think three sex I mostly used you as a replacement for when Tyler was busy at the beginning because yeah, uh, because there weren't there weren't many early on that you were on together. <laughs> but they're all from around the same time. Just so it's like yeah, to be just fair. to make it a little more fair. Uh, three sex. Uh, I love you. Uh, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. All right. We're starting with you, Tyler. This is from episode 44. Oh. Um, and this is a little bit of a softball. If you don't get this one, if you don't get at least a couple points off this, I'll be disappointed in you. This Uh-oh. is called Hell or High Watermelon. Oh, it's 21st Amendment Brewing Company. One point. It's a watermelon wheat ale. Uh, it's listed here as a wheat beer. I'll give you credit. All right. I believe it's, I think it's four. Ooh. I'm going to say 4.5. The answer is 4.9. So you do get credit. Oh, baby. And my Which rating. I really like this beer, but I don't know. Vamp for a second because I closed the spreadsheet apparently. Um. I gotta figure out how to play this tactically. Like, if I'm mm. at one point, like, what do I think the range is? Right. Um, I'm gonna say I gave it a, uh, an 8.7. You didn't like it that much. You gave it a six. Oh, really? This is now. This has become one of my favorite beers. That's really funny. I guess it just didn't leave a great first impression. I guess it didn't. And that's the time I got brainless on cherries. I think I got fucking wasted. <laughs> yeah. Um. Was that the one you recorded from uh, Boris's old place? Yes, I believe it is. Is she sitting up now? No, but she's not asleep. She didn't take much of that last bottle. I'm a little worried I'm going to have to go in and try and give more of it to her. But but not yet. <laughs> There's game to be played. Um, so three sex, uh, you're up next. This is from episode 45. Ladies' night. Uh, yes, this is from Ooh. the ladies' night episode. Dang. Uh, your your very first appearance. My very first appearance when you put me on the podcast and you weren't on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm great. I guess is all there is to say. This is. It occurs to me this one's not terribly fair. <laughs> it was a bourbon stout. I don't remember. Uh, well. <laughs> it, it it wasn't, but it was close. So maybe I'll give you the I'll give you the uh, the. It was a, a barrel stout. It was it was actually a barrel barley wine. Oh man. Um, but it's it's called Kentucky Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Barley Wine, and okay. I was just gonna say, well, I just won't say the word barley wine, but they they have a Kentucky Bourbon Barrel and then like nine different styles, so it'd be totally unfair to expect you to. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you credit for the styles just because I fucked that up. I think that's um, fair. What do you got? What do you got for ABV? Uh, I want to say it was like. Back in the day when uh, barrel-aged stuff wasn't, like, stupid boozy, but it is still a barley wine. I'm going to say, like, 8.5. Mm. Oh, no. Went a little low. It's 10. Yeah, they should have known. Just missed it. Just missed it. Um, do you know the name of the brewery? A lot of people think it's Kentucky. That's incorrect. Isn't it technically, like, Anderson Valley? I think Anderson Valley might be the I, parent company or something, uh, but it's not the, 
the brewery. This is what it shows up as on like untapped. I'm on untapped right now, and that is not correct. Um, it's Lexington Brewing. Dang it. Uh, and do you, you want to take a swing at your rating of that beer? I think they gave it like a 9.7. Now, t- bearing in mind that you have a full point of range is 9.7, no, which gives you 8.7. I, mean, I think seven I gave t- it, I, I'm going to say a 9. I'm pretty sure I gave it a very high rating because I didn't think I was ever going to be on your podcast again. <laughs> and I was bad at stuff. You gave it a 7.3. What? Oh, oh. It's a, it's a rough first round. Um, we're back over to you, Tyler. There's, there's going to be three rounds of this. All right. And if I deem it successful, perhaps many more rounds of it in the <laughs> Um, This this one's going to be tougher, Dip. Um, okay. Icy Bay. Icy Bay. Alaska? Yep. Yes. Alaskan Brewing Company, I'll give you that. Well, Icy Bay IPA sounds nice. I'm going to say it's an IPA. Well, Icy Bay IPA is actually the name of the beer. I just didn't know. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm a genius. Um, I'm going to say it's 6% alcohol. 6.2? Yes. God damn it. Uh, I'm going to say I gave it a 6. Uh, I have to scroll down. Oh, I should mention this is from episode 54. 54. Give it a 6.5. Yo, I'm a god among men. Uh, this is providing me so much joy for no reason. There are zero stakes here. I'm mostly guessing, but I feel great. I would argue that the number one goal of a podcast should be joy for no reason. <laughs> so I'm counting that as a, as a huge success as a, you know, um, a producer. Um back to you, Stax. This is Falco. Nope. <laughs> Do you want to take some stabs in the dark? Uh, I... Go for brewery first, because regardless of whether you get it right, I'll tell you the brewery, which <laughs> might jog your memory as to what this beer is. It, it won't. Um... I also feel like I tend to pick beers from breweries I've never heard of. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just going to say Rogue. I know it's not Rogue, but... Uh, it's from Evil Twin. Mm. It occurs to me that I did say at the beginning that if you goose egg, the opponent gets a chance to steal. So maybe me saying the answers as we go doesn't work. So I'm going to take out the chance to steal element. It's stupid. It's gone. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so I don't know if Evil Twin Falco is any more familiar to you, but do you want to take a stab at its style? I mean, I would guess it's a stout. It's an IPA. It came with four-pack, didn't it? I stole I, one I, from you. I think it was a four-pack of Pounders. I, I think I actually loved that beer. <laughs> I think you drank a lot of that beer now that I'm thinking about it, and I stole it from you. Um I mean, I guess it's like 8% ABV. Seven, so that's within range. Nice, nice. Ding, 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 ding. And what did you think of that thing? I guess I gave it like a 6.5. Give it a 6.9. Noise! Noise, noise. Victory from the jaws of defeat. So here's our last one, Dip. This is Cinder Cone. Caldera? Uh, this is Deschutes. Oh, Deschutes, damn it. Is it, a, is it a porter? It's a red ale. Oh, damn. Well, or that... American Amber Ale or red. I don't, they couldn't make up their mind. One yeah. of those. Something that that's thing. all right. Okay, that's not, I mean, that's not crazy far off. It's wrong. I get no points, but yeah. that's all right. I feel okay about that. Uh, I'm going to say it was 5.5% ABV. Bang on. Yeah. And I probably gave it, uh, I don't know, a 6.3? Wow. You gave it a 6.4. Oh! Um, and this, I'm realizing, was the episode where I had Mamma Mia pizza beer. <laughs> beer that will live on in infamy forever. In three secs, uh, at this point, Tyler's lead is sufficiently commanding that you can't come back. Do you want to do, do your last beer for pride, or do you want to call Yeah, it? do it, do it. I feel like I'm being pressured to you do are. it. 
I you are. That. You, you are. That is true. Um, is dragons milk? Oh come on! You got hell or high water milk. I did. Okay, you're right. That's completely fair. I mean, it's by New Holland. Yeah. It's. I feel like that one's also ten percent. Uh, it's eleven, but you're within range. It's a. It's a milk stout. I don't actually think it's a milk stout. It's. It might be an imperial stout. It's it, a stout. It's an imperial stout. Um. I'll call. The, I'll count that one. Yeah, I gave it to her. Uh, and what did you think for the sweep on the last round? Uh, I'm gonna say I gave it an eight. Oh, so close. Even a 9.1. No! Just, just outside the effective range. And this has been Beers Through the Years. That's nice. I like that. I enjoyed that game, Samuel. Yeah, I think that turned out fine. <laughs> Ringing the next, endorsements. The next all time right. I do jack shit, I'll, I'll do another one of these, because uh, it took me all weekend to come up with the idea, and then, like, 15 minutes of scrabbling around pre-show to, to pull those ratings together. Nice. Well, uh, with that commanding success, let's move to our last article from Delaware Online. This one strikes close to home, you guys. Dogfish Head Instagram post called out as Me Too movement reaches beer industry. So, I mean, they're a little late with that last part. This has been going on for like the last 15 months at least. Yeah, we, I mean, I would say more. I feel like our first article of, look, this brewery is problematic was like four years ago. Uh, well, yeah, that's probably true. But so uh, they tweeted, quote, the craft brewing community is 99% asshole free, Sam. And Sam refers to Sam, however you spell his, or pronounce his last name, who is the co-founder of Dogfish Head, Calagione or whatever, Calagone, I don't know. Um and uh, they say that it was, you know, to um, express support for people in the beer community and stuff like that. But it comes across pretty tone deaf at a time where there's like, you know, lists of breweries that have had lots of sexual harassment or assault complaints filed against them. And um, so uh, they did not they haven't taken the um, post down, but I guess they have apologized. I don't know how much they're apologizing if they leave the post up. It says they decided to embrace the discussion happening in the comments and leave the post up. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. So I feel like the delete and apologize thing always comes across pretty hollow to me. It's yeah. like it's not. I, you know what? You're right. I was wrong. Let me fix this. It's I was told I'm not allowed to do this by enough people that, you know, I succumbed. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know that leaving it up and letting a conversation happen in the comments is necessarily like better. But but also, I don't know. As compared to a hollow gesture, I kind of just don't really care either way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can see that. And also, I think as compared to other, uh, um, like, I was going to say tweets. This isn't a tweet. But, like, to me, just like a tweet is posting something on social media so that yeah. everyone here is This is pretty innocuous compared to some of the stuff we've covered. I know. I know. Because I, the I didn't. I didn't know what the post was until just now. I just saw we had an article about a uh, tone deaf Instagram post. And like, the thing is, if you posted this four years ago, yeah, it's, you know, it's a bunch of likes and no one cares. Right. And even like, you know, there's the, it's like practically a, a national pastime now to go and read someone's tweets from 14 years ago to see yeah, if really. uh, they said, I don't see what the big deal about blackface is. Right. Um, and like, if you tweet combed that, no one would care. It's just, it's just the context of the world we're living in with respect to all the stuff that's happening. It, it comes across a lot as like a, a, a not all men Type position. Remember, remember, not all men. Those were simpler times. Unfortunately, yeah, it sure was, wasn't it? Weird to say, but it, but it, I agree with what I said. <laughs> it, it feels a lot like that. Of like, yeah, 
not, you know, not everyone who works in this industry is bad. Right. It's just a few bad apples, like a few bad apples. That's that's the the whole terrible cop argument. Um, you know, the whole that whole saying, you know, the entire saying. I, apparently not. Would you like few, to? Yeah, the, the entire saying is a few bad apples spoil the whole bunch, which is the exact opposite of meaning of how everybody uses uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you could say there it's spoiling your perception of the whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, when really, the whole bunch is fine. Right. But if I have one moldy strawberry, I'm throwing the whole fucking package. Right. Away, that's nasty. <laughs> For sure, big time. But yeah, I, definitely not nearly as bad as it could have been. Yeah. But I guess tone deaf is the term that the um. The head the headline uses and tone deaf feels accurate to me. This yeah. isn't bigoted or even you know problematic necessarily, but it's sure as shit tone deaf. Yeah, I guess like if they don't do anything <laughs> more like that, I'll be like, okay, people can make mistakes. Let's move on. It, it just kind of I guess we have to see what the follow up is like. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of just assuming that uh, Sam. Caligion is a, a an RNC donor and that type of thing, just because every extremely rich person right, is. Right. Um, which you know isn't, you know, it makes you an asshole. I guess is really how to put it. But um, I think, yeah, no, continue. No, go ahead. I think he may have interrupted one of my lantern tours, but I'm not sure. Go on. Well, we do a lantern tour, and I I think he and two other people were biking around and, like, biked through my tour. And do you recognize him by sight? Well, I didn't at the time, but I'm looking at this picture, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was the dude. Oh. Uh, th- I don't know about you, but for me, there's, like, 35 pixels that make up this picture. I don't know how you could recognize anybody. Maybe it's just my internet connection is bad. Uh, I don't know. I'm like, is that is that the guy from uh, Law and Order's uglier brother? I okay. I think it might have been Sam Calaglione. Uh, is he wearing board shorts in this picture? <laughs> yeah, big time. Right, man. Board shorts and a polo buttoned all the way down. He wants he wants to show you as much skin as he can, but that's not that much skin given the type of shirt he's wearing. I guess he's it's a wearing lot. one of those sweet sailors bracelets. Oh yeah, is that to show everyone how good you are at knots? Is that the point of those? I don't. I think it's like to prove you've got ocean cred or whatever. I don't know. It's the same reason I bought a shark necklace on a cruise, so everybody would think I killed a shark. Did you actually do that? I don't think I did. I brought. I bought. I remember buying a conch on a cruise that I went on from a very poor Haitian man. Is that the purchase that you're the most ashamed of? Because I have a purchase that I'm the most ashamed of, and I feel it like is. I want to hear it. It is. It is. Yeah, no, big time. It actually um, it ruined the rest of my cruise. Uh, like, that was the first time that I was, like, aware of, like, the injustice of the world. You know what I mean? Like, I was pretty little when we went on this cruise. And, like, so I, like, bought this conch from this dude who was, you know— and and I was like, oh, cool. And, you know, like, like admiring it. And somebody mentioned like that's, you know, well, that's what it, that's what a good thing you got to say. Like, that's the only thing he does for a living. And I was like, what? You know, <laughs> like it just like broke my mind that people lived in other situations uh, where that was like their main way of living. And I could not enjoy the rest of the, the cruise because I just kept thinking about like everybody at the places we visited. Yeah, they they do an interesting thing on those excursions where it's like you're allowed to go this far no further because after this a you'll get crimed and b you'll get sad i got very sad (laughs) so only go to these specific regions where like basically everyone knows you come here for the cruise people be nice to the cruise people uh yeah or you know you go windsurfing or whatever right and that's a yeah, um, not a good memory, not a fun one, not a. It doesn't portray me in a good light either. 
It's a it's a tough story, but I mean, it's definitely the purchase I'm most ashamed of. How about you, Sam? I don't know, but I I here's why your answer's uh, bullshit, Kaka. Um, I actually don't think you have anything to be ashamed of in that story. Like, oh, I, okay, all right, thank you. Like, <laughs> I, I can see you why you would feel that way but i think like given the context it's you didn't you didn't do anything wrong other than like very slightly contribute to a system that was already in play that you had no way of understanding at that point yeah so i think you're i don't know i'm we'll come back to you okay all right because i'm gonna need another answer from you okay Um, i'll I'll go next because three stacks just got back and has no way of knowing what the prompt is. The prompt is the purchase you've made that you were the most ashamed of. Well, good thing you, you've got time to think because Sam's going to tell us his. Yeah. Um, is an album, a music album uh, on compact disc. Mm-hmm. So I um, was very into the television program and joining collecting trading card game Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, okay. And they released an album called Music to Duel By. Oh. That was specifically for putting on while you were dueling your friends in Yu-Gi-Oh! And all the songs, like, they weren't, like, about Yu-Gi-Oh! duels, but it wasn't like, this is, you know, here's an ACDC song we think goes well with dueling. It Uh was all original ip it was like yeah like battle of the fates well but like the lyrics were about almost different tactics you could use uh-huh. oh okay so like it was like activate his trap card there were i mean yeah okay yeah. all right i there, got like it. there were specific callouts of different cards uh-huh. i only remember swords of revealing light got name checked which uh-huh. was a uh, not very good uh, magic attack card. Um, and I listened to it, like, I think twice, neither time actually dueling a friend before I was like, this is the fucking dorkiest shit. I can't. <laughs> like, I think probably, I think I asked for it for um, one of the uh, winter commercial holidays. And I probably asked for it in October Realized by the end of November it was a mistake, but I was already getting it at that point anyway. There's no way around <laughs> it. Too deep. I, it, it occurs to me, like, now I know, and I mean, then I knew, like, at that point I was past, you know, uh, Santa or any of that stuff. So, like, I, I, know, I know that the goods are coming from the relatives. Uh-huh. But now I'm wondering if, like, a six-year-old asks for something and then realizes like silly putty sucks <laughs> if they say like oh yeah i wrote another letter to santa about how silly putty sucks not to get me silly putty now you as the parent have to be like fuck <laughs> give him the silly putty santa knows it sucks that's, uh, uh... I, that's probably the thing we're gonna have to deal with and it hadn't really occurred to me <laughs> until this moment that that might happen well um, game it out now okay yeah. so i see what you're saying by uh, okay so, uh, yeah, I do have a different answer then. Um, so, uh, oh, fuck, I don't remember the name. But um, very much in the same strain of what you're talking about, I spent too much money buying a Magic the Gathering card off of eBay. Mm. Uh, I think it was, like, Lord of Leaves, which was an elf card. I mean, it was a good card. Crashing Wumpus or Diligent uh, Farmhand. Hey, it was a good card. You get plus... All elves in play receive plus one plus one, which is pretty good if you well, have. You gotta build deck. your whole deck around exactly. it and have a bunch of elves. That's I exactly. assume I've never played that game. You but do. That's exactly what you have to do. I've so played like, games before, so I can kind of jump to that conclusion. Yeah. So like it was good, but like, yeah, I don't want. I don't really want to talk about how much money I spent on it versus like how much use it actually got. Um. Well, I'm gonna need a number on the former. I. Uh, I don't remember, but it was like plus twenty dollars for like you know, like a card that I may have played with like once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three so take what you got. I honestly don't 
no. Like I can't I can't think of a thing that I'm like, ugh, that was a mistake. I have a lot of like small mistake purchases. How about you give us three of those? <laughs> oh no. I think three lulls add up to a big. Oh, I have lots of uh, unfortunate small purchases, like the Taco Bell I got the other day. That was a mistake. Man, I still remember a time we were uh, partying uh, in Greg Coppola's hood. I remember us going through the drive-thru and you getting Taco Bell and eating it and throwing it up on the way back. (laughs) Oh, no. I guess I can... I can give you the purchase that uh, I'm the most ashamed to not be ashamed by. Okay, I'll uh, take it. Which is, uh, when I was in my 20s, out, uh, not out of college, I think it was, it was between junior and senior year of college, I bought myself a longboard oh. because I decided that I was going to learn how to longboard. That's and the thing about it is, I did learn how to longboard. I still can't go down a hill, though, so, like, not super useful, but I live in the Midwest, so I didn't really need to. Um, I stand by that purchase. I enjoyed my summer of longboarding around my neighborhood as a grown adult, Um, but I did spend, like, close to $200 on a longboard as, like... A grown woman. Someone who could vote. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. I like that one. That's like, <laughs> that's like almost on the same level as like an acoustic guitar. <laughs> it's it's wholesome in a way. Yeah, that's a funny one. I like that. I wore the Etnies that I made my parents buy me when I was in eighth grade. Oh shit, yeah. Just uh, were still in my closet. Well, I mean, I was always an Etnies guy versus like an Osiris guy. So, you know, I think you made the right choice there. They're just, they were popular. All the, all the cool girls in my school were wearing Etnies. All six of them, (laughs) I guess. I liked Billabong. (laughs) Bong. Got him. Got him. Well, three stacks, I rate your story the highest. Shall we rate these beers? Certainly. All right. Well, uh, three stacks. Now you have to go first again. Sure. Um, I have Untitled Arts, Peanut Butter Jelly, Imperial Stout. Um, This beer is a lot. It never stopped being a lot. It actually became, honestly, like too much as it warmed up. Um, The fruit flavors got a little cloying. And a little tart. I'm going to give this probably to Sam's chagrin a 5.8. Why did I be chagrined by that? Because you seem like you really enjoyed it. And you would have finished this beer by now. And you wouldn't have these problems with it. Um, I'm going to recommend it to anyone who is looking for the Venn diagram of Imperial Stouts to, like, Sour, fruity sours. Um, it's not for me. It did what it wanted to do, and I applaud it for that. But I don't want it. Zach was on a couple weeks back, and we were talking about Untitled Art. And he was like, for better or worse, Untitled Art will tell you they're going to do some weird shit. And they will goddamn do it. And this is another example of that. They, just, they didn't have to go this hard, and they did. They, they're always going to err on the side of going too hard. And, and that's one of the things I love about them. Though. They're, they're, like, they're in my top ten just just on the fact that they'll do weird stuff and follow through. Like, I commend them on their effort. You don't I, have to like I it. placed my trust in the wrong beer. <laughs> I feel a little similarly with my beer. Like, they, they did what they set out to do. Um, I had Fly Dogs, the Fear Imperial Pumpkin Ale, 9 point, uh, 9.0% ABV. So just 9, I could have said, I guess. Um, I mean, it's it's recognizably an Imperial Pumpkin Ale. It tastes like pumpkin, and there's some booze characteristics at the back and in the aftertaste that let you know, you know you're drinking something that's supposed to be Imperial. So it hit all of the notes it said it was going to hit. I just don't like pumpkin ales that much. I I just never have and probably never will. So I'm going to give it a 5.7 and recommend it to somebody who wants 
um, a fall beer with a little bit of a kick to it. You know, it's not my flavor profile, but it, it is what it says it was going to be. So there you go. Samuel. Yeah, I had – I'm never clear with these on what they're actually called. This might be called Goose Island Birthday. It also might be called Goose Island Old Forester. Um, it's 14.5 or something like that. Uh, it's, it's a perfectly well-executed um, barrel stout. I just – Weirdly, I'm kind of bored of barrel stouts. <laughs> like they used to be such a novelty, and now I feel like they're all over the place. And also, I have them every time the three sacks is on. Uh, I'll give this a six five. Like it's it's perfectly fine. I just there are better barrel stouts, and there are much cheaper, easier to find barrel stouts than this. No. There we go. I think we all kind of had similar feelings about our beers tonight. Like, they are what they are, but I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes that's that happens. You know what you're drinking next week, Sam? Uh, I think I might have two different coconut beers, so maybe I should have one of those so I don't find myself in a situation where all I have left is coconut beers. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, Ginsburgs, thank you for being on. Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Listener, thank you for listening. What do you want to tell us? If you want to tell us how you put your spawn to sleep, you can email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BruceDayTuesday. You can comment on us at BruceDayTuesday.com. We'll the best. Keep it going. We'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Here comes a beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problem. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need. And take your medicine, you feel better. Does your snuggler have to put you on your tummy on top of their chest so that you can get a couple burps out before you go to sleep? I wish. Uh, Maybe that's what I'm... Snuggle reason. That's probably what I'm missing. I'm always like, damn, I got all these burps locked up in here. What's going on? Gotta try that.